Down to Football with Sean McDonald, Colin Sommer, and Nick Palumba. Brought to you by WHIP. What's up, guys? This is Down to Football. Uh, we've got a great episode for you, for you today. Um, we're going to be talking about the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. Uh, not a lot of people happy about what happened in the NFC Championship game, including me. Very disappointed in the officiating, but that is not the sole issue as to why the Saints lost. But again, we're glad to have you guys here. So uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Um, so yeah, we're, we're like I said, we're going to move into the NFC Championship game. Um, it was a good game. Not really how I wanted it to end, not how a lot of people wanted it to end. Um, definitely a lot of controversy behind it. Um, also controversy in the Patriots uh, Chiefs game. The officiating was not great in either game, but definitely um, gave the edge to the Rams in the uh, Saints-Rams game. Um, despite that bad call in the end, obviously missed pass interference call, um, the Saints, and this is coming from a Saints fan as well, um, the Saints have multiple opportunities to score. We got They got ball the first, you know, first in overtime. They had an opportunity to win the game right then and there. Drew Reeves was under pressure, got tipped. Uh, blatantly just made a bad pass. Um, there's really no excuse for that. Again, in the beginning of the game, drove all the way down the field, managed a field goal. You know, you get a key interception within the 20-yard uh, line, and you're already in the red zone, and, you know, you, you have to settle for a field goal again. So those are two scoring opportunities that they couldn't emphasize on. Um, but despite that, you know, it's just it is what it is. Came down to you know blown call, but again, that is not the only reason you can blame uh, what you can blame on the Saints' loss. Uh, what do you guys think? You can blame rushing for both teams on how bad this game was. Uh, the rushing was abysmal this whole game. Total yards for rushing was for the Rams seventy-seven. That's total yards, man, for rushing. And then for the Saints is even worse with forty-eight. With a team that is known for the rushing, especially in the red zone, it's very shocking to see these numbers. Um, I guess, like, again, we just are seeing the Rams' defense step up immensely in this postseason, which is very shocking, again, because of how lacking they were. I would not – I wouldn't say – I would say, like, prior to the uh, the NFC Championship, the uh, Rams and the Saints uh, faced, I believe it was week nine in the pre – not preseason, regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think the Saints rushed good against them then. So, personally, I was not expecting it now. now. For that in that game to happen, I don't think a lot of people were. But again, in the playoffs, that's a point of emphasis. You need to be able to control the ball, control time. Um, another key point in the game was when, uh, prior to the pass interference call happening, um, it's actually during that specific drive that the that last three and out right there when they uh, were first down, and then they tried doing a high percentage play with Michael Thomas and he did not reel in the catch. That immediately stopped the clock. Um, therefore, the Rams didn't have to waste one of their two timeouts then. Uh, next play was a running play, um, so then the Rams did use a timeout, but then again they passed it, um, which was incomplete again. That is the call that was made that wasn't that should have been made that bad pass interference. Um, and even the officiating after the game, uh, Sean Payne called up the NFL officiating office and they were like, "Yeah, we blew the call." Um, but but despite that, the the clock could have been down to one minute. Um, Rams would have no timeout. I'm not saying the Rams wouldn't have dri- driven down the field and gotten at least a field goal. Um, but the odds definitely would have been slimmer. Uh, what do you think, John? Yeah, um, the, I agree to like the fullest about the officiating. Uh, uh, but also, it wasn't that well like on both sides. Like there yeah, was a there, lot of missed calls. On like Jared Goff, like the the face mask yeah. I saw. There was a couple um, of holdings that didn't get called either. Um, definitely in overtime, not that it mattered. The uh, Dan Arnold pass interference. It was definitely one hundred percent a makeup call. Uh, again, I'm not gonna argue. I'm, it is a makeup call. I think they knew they blew it, but I I don't want to be the person to blame it on the refs, but it really was a pivotal point in that game because that pass, pass interference got, gets called, uh, you know, automatic first down. The Rams still have two timeouts. Um, but, again, you, you can run the ball. You're closer to the end zone. You can honestly even get a touchdown. It makes it so much more difficult for the Rams to win. But, um, I mean, I guess the refs just did not have a clear sight on it or just – it was such a bang-bang play, they couldn't really make a mm-hmm. decipher a call right then and there. I think it would have been more than a P.I. if they had actually called it, because I think he lowered his head. I think he used his I head think, as a weapon, and that um, would be a, a I, personal foul. Absolutely. I think it could have been called maybe targeting on a defenseless receiver as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah receiver wasn't even turned when the ball was thrown. No, um, not at all. The, the thing that, like, it's not even that he just hit Tommy Lee Lewis before the ball got there. 
It's that the rule is if you don't turn around and look at the ball, it's pass interference. Mm -hmm. He did not look at the ball once mm -hmm. at all. He literally just ran into him. So one, you have a play where the defender does not turn around. Uh, the wide receiver is getting hit before the ball even gets there. And two, it's a defenseless receiver. Mm -hmm. So uh, this there could have been a call in many different, a lot of diff different circumstances. But um, I, and like I said, I don't want to be the one to blame the rest. But in a big time game like that, they kind of just messed up the Saints' season. I'm not saying it, they still would have won that game, but they just disappointed not the team itself. Uh, they disappointed, you know, one of the better quarterbacks of all time. He, you know, definitely wants another ring. He's only got one. It's been 10 years since he's gotten one, so he wants one. And all those fans in New Orleans and all the fans that aren't even in New Orleans, such as me, um, just all around the world that wanted the Saints to win, it – it's just really disappointing to see a game end like that. And and yeah, I'm not a Saints fan, but I'll go like a step further. I think that did cost them the game. I will be the one to say that like that penalty like was the reason they lost. Mm -hmm. Now like granted, like you know, Champagne didn't like make some. Yeah, he, he made, made some, some like play. questionable calls. Um, the quarterback play like wasn't was pretty average on both sides. Uh, you know, I think especially you know with Drew Brees, I thought like he didn't have like his best. He game. started out good and then. It just seems like at halftime, he just kind of slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. I know they scored. They didn't score any points in the second quarter. I know that. They, nope. I think, I believe there was five or so minutes left in the second quarter, and they only had four yards. Mm -hmm. Four. That's it. Yeah. And and so, like, I think, like, when you're getting to that crunch time, when, like, you know, the Saints have the ball, and you, you basically think, like, all right, they're going to just drive it down the field. You know, like, they don't get, like, um, they don't get, like, they get that call, and, you know, the game's over mm -hmm. i mean like i mean granted they probably would have had what 20 to 30 seconds maybe yeah, but, maybe but, a little bit more but they don't have timeouts yeah mm -hmm. and granted if they get that pass interference call they're 10 yards closer and they were within the 20 so mm -hmm. a touchdown could have certainly been possible yeah and and so like I, I think you know when you miss a call that big at like the very end of the game i think that that certainly has an opportunity to, to be switch the tide that's um, um that's a whole problem pretty yeah. much is that it was at the end of the game yeah. if this was like at the half or like all right the second quarter even third quarter it was a pivotal it would, moment it would it, here's the thing it would still be controversial because i do feel like it was a dirty hit and it was not called so it, it, no matter where it was it would have been definitely controversial and saying fans win or lose would definitely be like that was that's the problem with the nfl right now and the refing but the problem was that it was in crunch time the final two minutes in near the red zone that's why i mean it just and it makes sense like i, I totally understand but then again i mean then uh, during overtime i feel like also again this whole week we have learned this weekend we have learned that overtime also needs to get a look at because i feel like absolutely they, just both team, both games both games went into overtime and again it was i mean it was more afc than nfc but the nfc game um you know the the overtimes just uh you know it was not in favor of the saints i mean they started with it and then just somehow the ball guy that was a crazy interception all right it wasn't it, a crazy interception it was um what happened was the ball got tipped mm -hmm. so when the ball got tipped and then michael thomas got pushed he immediately stopped play and was looking for a pass interference call but the rules are if a ball gets tipped you can go out of your way to do anything to get yeah. the ball mm -hmm. so honestly like michael thomas probably should have played out that play mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I, I get where he's coming from, like, wondering why he's getting pushed. But another per perspective from it was that prior to the pass even happening, he was getting held a lot. And a lot of people haven't really been talking about that either. Um, also on that play, with the follow-through, um, after hitting Drew Brees, Drew Brees got face masked on that play. Dante yeah. Fowler hit him straight, oh, yeah, yeah. straight in the it. face. Yeah. Yeah, I saw and that. that was not called. He literally had his full hand inside of his mm -hmm. helmet. How something like that doesn't get called, like, and I'm not coming for these people, people's job. You know, the mm -hmm. refs, they're there for a reason. But it's been all season though. With uh, it's this. been it's been all season, but not just is, with but, the Saints, but, but it, with a lot of other absolutely. Teams. But again, this is a this is one of the most important games of the year, and it comes down to bad officiating. Yeah. Um. Or prior to this game happening earlier in the season, a ref got fired because he missed two offsides call offsides calls, um, in one game. I'm and like I said, I. I'm not saying these guys should get fired, but part of me thinks a lot of people want them fired because 
there's multiple missed calls, and I don't think it's solely on one person. That whole that whole staff either needs to get sat down with and talked to. Mm-hmm. They really need to go over officiating, or they do need to get fired. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. It, it was just a very disappointing ending to a mm-hmm. good game. Um, I hate seeing things come down to okay, yeah, well, it's the refs' fault, mm-hmm. and and then you know people come back with oh they had multiple times to win it, and I totally agree with that. But at the same time, it really did kind of come down to that. Goal. And and you know the worst part about it, that's like making it two straight years of playoff heartbreak. Yeah, playoff heartbreak. And I think this specific mi- uh, missed pass interference call is going to go down with some of the most controversial playoff things that's happened. Like such as the Des catch, yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. there was one more, but I, the Tuck rule. Like, yeah, yeah. People are going to be questioning it for a mm-hmm. long, long time, but not, I feel like it, it never gets changed. No, and like, I, and what? Just this year, the Des get finally got like reversed. Or like, just oh yeah, that year, was. It took them. I think that happened in what, 2012? 20, no, 2014. Oh, 2014, and yeah. It takes them four and a half years to finally to reverse fix that. it. Yeah, Tuck Rule, I think, took two, I'm pretty sure. Tuck Rule, I don't don't know what happened with that. I think it was two or three, they finally changed that rule. But regardless, these go down as controversial calls that are embedded in history. And from, you know, a a fan viewership uh, standpoint to seeing these refs, everybody wants them fired. Mm -hmm. Everyone that was rooting for the Saints, honestly, people that weren't even rooting for the Saints. Like, Todd Gurley even made a meme after it. After yeah. the game, when he was like doing a jersey swap with a a referee, mm-hmm. like even he knew it. And when the other team knows it, they're obviously you know they won, they're happy, they're not gonna want to restart a game. But and I, and I don't think they should restart the game because that kind of just seems petty. It kind of seems like yeah. a little childish, even though the the commissioner technically can go out of his way to do so. Um, if if the call was truly not there, and then they would start from that point. That would be crazy. It would be, be crazy. talking about this and forever. There's, yeah. there's over happens. half a million signatures on a petition yeah. right now. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is going to change anything. And like I said, personally, you know, being a Saints fan, I still don't think they should restart the game. But again, the way this game is It's just showing the outpour just, of how controversial it was it, with this petition and everything. And I, I, this is my opinion, and you and everyone can disagree with it, but... I think mainly the reason the referees have been so bad is the age of them. And I know people are like, oh, that can be ageist and all that kind of stuff. But I feel that sometimes these older referees a lot of times can't keep up with the game and everything. I feel like because you look out there, there's not a lot of young guy, young referees out there. No, there's there's very, very few. And I think that might be one of the problems. And, like, I'm not saying, well, their eyes need to get checked and all that. I'm no, just saying they just, can't keep up with the yeah, fast pace of everything. Absolutely. And it's really – I'm like, even with – Especially because you can't reveal penalty. That's the big thing. Now, do they change? That's another. That's point. another thing do, they do, should change. Should they? I should they? I, I think personally, I was talking. Um, I was thinking about this. Um, if they were to make penalties reviewable, they should limit. Yes, like yeah. like limit, a challenge. Like limit. Uh, you, I think you get an additional challenge, but solely for uh, flag replays. Mm-hmm. And I think there's only two controversial penalties right now that are reviewable, and I would mm-hmm. say. That's pass interference. Yeah, and I would say roughing the passer. Yeah, because holding's definitely it. And then I think because um, holding is an obvious thing. Mm-hmm. All sides is an obvious thing. Personal. All star is an obvious thing. Hands to the face. That's a, all personal. Honestly, but are. there's there's so many times players like get their mm-hmm. fingers into people's face masks and they don't like. Mm-hmm. It's just the positioning of where they're at. Yeah, yeah. I think you could you could go a step further. You could even make it like at a certain time in the game and like the fourth quarter, like all penalties are like reviewable or like those major in, in, ones in are. In controversial moments. Yeah. In, yeah. in pivotal moments. Because if you have that in a game like this, that 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 gives you like the correct outcome of the game. Because mm-hmm. like when you're missing like stuff like this, um, that that like completely changes history. Yeah. And so, you know, like if you're if you're especially in the playoffs. And like, there's a lot of rules in the playoffs that need to be changed, and so like, if you have something implemented, you you're you're basically saying like, okay, we're willing to like make sure like stuff like this doesn't happen. Like, we might be able to like miss calls early in the game that may not affect the outcome mm-hmm. because like, football game is like a long game. But once you get into like that crunch time, like the last few minutes of the fourth quarter, or even like all of overtime, mm-hmm. like that that is when every single play, every single call, like every single decision matters. And I can understand how refs can miss those calls because you have yeah. been in that game for a long time. You're having a long day, not you know, flight and everything like coming in for flights and everything. Refs work a very long, tough schedule. I'm not saying they don't, but especially that time is when it and, should be reviewable. And, and imagine like the pressure they have though. Oh, it's because, insane. Like, the, 
the whole game is like on their shoulders. Yeah. So like I at a certain extent, like I can understand why you don't make that call. They're because, professionals like, it's, though. This is like Yeah. I, but, despite their age, they're professional reps have been who have been doing this for a long time. Yeah. It's their responsibility to get calls right and for the whole entire season. Not even just this game. They've been doing the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for, for sure, for sure. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, like there are times where like you have to really think about what you're about to do. Yeah. And like that was a completely like awful missed call. But like part of me feels like you're like the ref that like just saw that happen and you're like, Oh Lord. Like, I think I saw this. Mm-hmm. But I'm but not sure. I'm not sure. Because you look like, away, you, you look call? away for a split moment. Oh yeah, and you don't know. Exactly. You, no clue. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you create robot refs? No. This year? No. no. I want robot refs. Robot refs. I want all robots. I want. I want robot Tony Romo in the commentary Tony booth. Tony Romo is getting a contract extension for uh, commentary. Commentary, good. Like he's a great announcer, but low key, kind of creepy sometimes. Like that's just the, a Tony Romo appeal. No, 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 no. Like <laughs> the fact that he's able just to like predict anything, and it's like, oh, well, you know, he was a former QB. Like some of the stuff he's seen. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of former QBs who yeah. announce games, and they don't know. Troy like, Aikman can't do that. Hasn't done that. It's just it's very like weird. Like yeah. I, it's impressive by all means, mm-hmm. but it's like especially wow. when you think back to his past. I mean, like Troy Aikman was very highly recruited at the time. Tony Romo was an undrafted quarterback. And then had a great like run at the as a cowboy. It was just injuries. But let's get mm-hmm. back on topic. Sorry, Nick. Didn't yeah. want to cut you off. No, you're good. But I, I, I just still want uh, robot Tony Romo. Um, um, but <laughs> this is another uh, another thing that was brought up. Um, the the refs that all had a visible viewpoint, and and I'm not saying this affected the call at all. It's mm-hmm. just something to put out there and make people think. The one that was most visible to it lives in L.A. The second closer, closest one per, to the call was a former Rams player. Mm-hmm. And the third closest person also lives in L.A. It, it, I'm not saying this, as, like I said, this, it may have nothing to do with it, but it's something that you may question. Yeah. Uh, I, like, it's always I tough this to have a, refs that yeah. aren't biased. I mean, it really is because there are some that are very, you know, and this is just in general, like, they are going to call everything, and they are going to be watching you like a hawk. And there are other ones who are going to be very lenient, come up to you and talk to you about, hey, this is what I'm seeing, knock it off, or you will get penalized. There, are, it, I mean, it ranges definitely from bias. But then, mm-hmm. like, yes, you do have to take into account where are these people from, what, you know, it, the fact that some are former players is kind of... I don't it, think... I feel like that's, I don't yeah. know, that's former very touchy. players for specific teams... Especially if they're referee, like if they're mm-hmm. officiating that game, mm-hmm. they should have no right in officiating that mm-hmm. game. Uh, despite Especially with being, your team, despite being in that officiating crew because they have crews. Yeah. Um, you know, specific officials for specific games. You it, like if there was a honestly like if there was a call that where it ruined the Rams season like or the Rams game, uh, like they should have won, but this bad call happened, and somebody finds out like okay the three most visible are from New Orleans and one played for New Orleans. I would be like, okay, like, th- even as a Saints fan, I'd say they should not be officiating this game. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to not be biased because that is just a call that is so plain. It's it's hard to wonder how he did not miss that. Exactly. You know, there's pass interference calls where you can discuss it with others. Um, you know, like, like uh, it wasn't even one of those ones where if, if they called the pass interference, I don't even think Rams qu- would question why that was a pass mm-hmm. interference. It, it, it is that blatant. And I really think he led with his head a lot. Like, honestly, if it was, if he was like, maybe like, okay, if he didn't just come out of nowhere and smack into him, like, let's say it was like, I don't know, some other way he like, like holding or like holding down his arm or something like that. And they didn't call it. Then yes, you can make a case. But the fact is that I swear there have been so many other times where players have gotten calls for, you know, you know, making clean hits. He made a dirty hit, and I think we it can all a, recognize I, I, I that. He led with his helmet, and you're not, let, you know, crown of his helmet. And like people are like, oh, well, it wasn't all the way down. He still led with the face granted, mask granted, and the front of it. It wasn't helmet to helmet, but it's unnecessary. Roughly. Yeah, exactly. Anytime you lead with your helmet, because they say it's using a weapon, you're using your helmet as a weapon. Uh, yeah, and and what I was back to that, like saying it was a pass interference call. Um, again, there's pass interference calls where it's where if it gets called, you know, then it's like. I could see why, but then there's ones where it's like, if it wasn't, if it's a no call, it's like, okay, there's obvious reason for it, and both mm-hmm. sides get upset. 
But again, this is just such an obvious call. It's not one where, you know, the Rams fans would be – like, obviously, they'd be upset because it's a penalty, but they wouldn't be upset because it's a bad call because it wouldn't have been a bad call. Uh, I just – again, like I said, I'm not trying to be biased solely because I'm a Saints fan, but it is just so hard to understand why that penalty was not called. Mm-hmm. And um, regardless, you know, they go into overtime. Drew Brees just blatantly makes a bad pass. Nothing you can do about that. Greg Zerline makes a very, very impressive 57-yard field Insane goal. Insane field goal. And, you know, Greg really Leg, I can't. I cannot deny the fact that they did not earn that win because they did play very well. But just coming down to such a controversial thing, it's it's disappointing mm-hmm. to see something end like that. Um, uh, so sorry for all that spiel. Uh, <laughs> I'm just very, I'm very not infuriated, but I'm very like. It's tough because it's, it's been it's a rough a, year very, in general for a, refs. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's something that's really hard to talk about talk about without being biased. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's something that needs to be discussed like from multiple standpoints because you guys are very neutral, but even you guys understand that it was a it was a bad call. I honestly, you, Nick, you're an Eagles fan. You just lost to the Saints, but you still understand what completely. just happened. That has no effect on how you feel. Sean, you're a Panthers fan. We're rivals, and you still understand. Yeah, no. So if that was the Panthers that happened, I would, I would have understood I, too. I would have. Like, yeah. So that's moving rough. on, I think we could talk about the AFC Championship. Very again, <laughs> again. It the officiating wasn't as was, controversial because it was. There, but there was never were like, still some calls. There were still like, many, what? many calls that were very, very bad. The Julian Edelman punt that he mopped up. It didn't. It didn't hit him. It did not hit him. And well, it's no, like, and, but they oh. they ended up reviewing it and saying it didn't hit him. But the fact that like. You're like, oh, it looks like you hit, like it hit him. Julian Edelman literally let it go by him and did not move. You would think if he did not move, it clearly did not touch him. Yeah. He's literally like sitting there, like, okay, like let the ball go by. Are you kidding me? Like, how? Like, it's I get it. It's such a bang bang play. It's such like a, you know, it could have nicked him somewhere where you couldn't have seen. But yeah. it's like, you can't just make a call like that. Like, it's, I, I just. It's frustrating. It's, it's, it's very, just very, very frustrating. Frustrating topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, Tom Brady. Insane he had, he, game. He, he had an all right game. Uh, definitely, a yards were up there. He he led the team when he they needed to be led. He did have two interceptions that proved um, mm-hmm. pivotal at certain points in the game. Um, kind of created some momentum for Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City was down and actually ended up leading uh, for a brief period, and then uh, Kansas City ends up. Um, uh, coming back and or not, uh, the Tom Brady made you know he led an amazing drive. It, it's this is why like it, it's always a controversial topic to talk about who's the greatest quarterback of all time. But the things I see out of Brady in terms of leadership and leading a team to a win and what he needs to do despite circumstances, it's it's very incredible to see somebody do what he does in such a calm way. Not once did he look frustrated on the final drive in the uh, in the uh, uh, in regular time, you know. He in the very few last moments, he amazing drive, um, kind of suspicious because like, I feel like a lot of people were thinking at the time there's no way the Patriots don't get the ball first in overtime. I was mm-hmm. very suspicious about that, and I think, like you said, they need to fix overtime. This is the main reason. This, this is game. A, you cannot give a team leverage because of a coin flip. I, like, I I trust me, I get it. Yes, a coin flip works on who gets ball first. But if you're giving a team an upper hand because solely because of a lucky thing, and just the odds were not in somebody's favor, mm-hmm. it's it's just it's feel... just it just seems so like. And I know this has been a thing for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's just something that I feel like has proved way too controversial in so many different circumstances. And like I said, I had no doubt about it that yes, the Patriots are going to get the ball somehow. They're going to you know they're going to win the coin toss, and Tom Brady's going to drive down right away. I had no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, I don't know, the fact that they don't like the Kansas City doesn't even get a chance to answer a touchdown. That's the frustrating part. Like I understand, okay, you want to start the coin flip just so you see, okay, who has the first chance to see who can score. I don't mind that because, but the fact that even if if that team scores a touchdown, game's over. I I don't feel like it should be sun death that way. And then like the weird like, well, if they kick a field goal, then Kansas City gets a chance. Well, that doesn't matter because most of the time it's the overtime. That team's gonna go for it as hard as they can to get that touchdown just to end this game. And and if they don't change it, you're you're gonna hear like the reason be well, you know, everyone had the same odds. Yeah. To, like get the ball, and I, as fair, technically speaking, as that is, it's not, because, you know, 
in terms just, of probability, it's fair. Yeah. But in terms of actual gameplay, like play a- answering and, it and back, answer back that touchdown. It's not. Like, yeah. It will be. It'll still be equal probability if they do a coin flip to decide who gets to try to score first. That way, you can set up how much the other team needs to make score. So, like you know, flip the coin. Patriots got it, and they kick up, and they were able to get a field goal. You know, then the you know then the Kansas City Chiefs can what go is, back yes, and march down exactly. the field and score a touchdown. What is the difference between, you know, you score a touchdown, you win the game, but if you kick a field goal, you give them a chance. What is like? There's it's still really, points on the board. It's still points on the board. There's mm-hmm. no major difference. Regardless, you deserve the opportunity to to score. Like, let me tell you something right now. Kansas City's offense has been one of the most dominant offenses this year, but their defense has lagged all season, and. This offense, I have, I feel as though if they are given an opportunity to go back down the field and score, I think they do that. They are that powerful of an offense. But you're putting a very weak defense in, in a tough spot against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. It, it's hard to stop him. And this is solely because of a coin toss and bad, just bad rules in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't mean to like sound like I disagree with you because I agree with you, but... You could say the same for the Patriots. Their defense isn't that great, and but, but it, and it, also, Patrick Mahomes probably will be the MVP. I know he's he going up be, against the will, greatest like quarterback of all time. I think he is personally. I think, mm-hmm. but no, definitely. but like, I don't think you can say that because like, it's it's still fair in that like it, re- it, like perspective. It is, but to be like okay, they score games over. Yeah. The difference That's between the, it's, so it's frustrating. frustrating. The difference between saying mm-hmm. we scored games over and or saying oh well they scored, but then Kansas City came back and they also scored, but then the Patriots went back and then they scored again. Then the game's over. That at least gives other teams opportunities to score. Mm-hmm. It it just seems like frustrating. The, yeah. the word just keeps coming. I want to see and like here's the thing. If it goes in overtime, I feel the rating wise, I understand. Okay, you don't want a game to go on forever because but, especially because you're going to think people are going to drop off. But here's the thing. But in a if playoff it's, spot, it makes sense. It makes complete in a playoff sense spot, it makes to sense. make it have in a shootout. In regular season, I can understand that. Exactly. But in playoff sense, I think I think people would be only be more into the game. They're like they're like uh like it's so anticlimactic. Like you go into the overtime and mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, Patriots got the ball." Scores games over. Wow! Just watched overtime. Was just to there see was the score real no quick. doubt to see. There was no doubt that the New England was going to score in some way. All right, because like, I mean, it's Tom Brady. Based off of the especially way Tom Brady like, was playing in the back half of that game. Oh yeah. Ooh. I mean, especially and even like not even like you know throwing wise. I mean, rushing. Sony Michelle was having a tremendous game. 113 yards and two touchdowns. Like he was, he pretty much he carried like the Patriots. Rex just as, good. Who is Rex Burkett? I mean, I know who he is. A lot of people probably are like, who is this guy? Even he did good, and that that just proves, like, I don't, you know, the Chiefs having a bad defense. It's like kind of, it's obviously on them, but to not, I don't know, just all in all, just not giving the other team the opportunity to, you know, even it up. It just seems, it just seems so unorganized and so unofficial. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, the structure of it is very poor, mm-hmm. because like I said, you go into overtime. You know, and you just uh, see two minutes of gameplay and see a team score. It's just like you you like get that feeling of disappointment, like wow, that was over quick. Yeah. But if you're it, as a fan, you go and you see like wow, the Patriots scored. I wonder if I wonder if the Chiefs can come back and score a touchdown too. Mm-hmm. And then they score a touchdown, like wow, oh my god, this game's crazy. And I'm not just saying this as a scenario. I truly do believe people would act like that. People would ratings would go up. And we know why because I mean, I mean, you can't. It's really hard to compare college football and NFL. But here's the thing, college football, the LSU game, and I think they were playing Texas A&M, Texas correct? A&M, yeah. They went into like seven overtimes. Seven overtimes. It was still entertaining to see these teams just battle it out, like touchdown after touchdown. And I, I'm not saying we completely take the college overtime, but at least like make it something like that, it's, especially for playoffs. Yeah, no, uh, for sure, I agree with both of you guys. I, I just what I, what I was meaning, like with everything I said, was like. If you're like Roger Goodell and you're like you know the upper level management of like the league, mm-hmm. and you know you you want to be kind of like stubborn about it, they'll they'll refer to like things like I said like, you know. So I I just think like as unfair as it is, same odds, same kind of situation in terms of offense defense. It's been the rule forever, mm-hmm. and you know as much as I don't want it to be like that, I won't be surprised if they don't change it. 
Exactly. Due, due no, to those yeah. reasons, it, it's a rule that's been set in stone for a long, long time, and and uh, you know it's kind of the same with the catch rule. It's just been such a thing. It's been a thing for such a long time. It's very hard to take a deep look into it. I mean, you can easily take a deep look into it, but to go and change the rule, it it's so, like that in itself is controversial. Mm. So, like stuff like that. It's just again and. Uh, going back to the New Orleans game, um, when I mentioned um, how, as a commissioner, you actually have the power to restart a game, it, my thing is, like, uh, what I was saying is I wouldn't want that to happen is because, it, let's say they go do restart that game. Let's say, because it, it, they, they wouldn't change the call, it would go prior to that drive half. I think it's, I think it's like before that play happened. The, let's say the Saints still don't get it on third down. They already lost, but this is a restarted game that could determine who goes to the Super Bowl. I feel as though that the Saints go for it on fourth down because they, they already technically lost and they have the mindset, we might as well just try and win it, like here right now. And if they lose, it's like, okay, we lost. Okay, now we really lost for real. Yeah. That, it, I, it's like a, it, I don't know if people agree with that. Uh, if you don't, it's perfectly fine. It, it, it is really just a personal opinion. But it, it's just like something to think about. Like, would the Saints go all out on it knowing that they already lost? Like, would they? I, I believe so. I mean, yeah, just based off of everything you said. I mean, like, you know, it's to go to the Super Bowl. Of course, you'd go, you'd go for it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I also just want to say one more thing about the overtime rule. Um, the overtime rule really hasn't changed since the 70s. And football now is very different from the 70s. The last time they really kind of worked it out was just this in 2017. They changed it from the extra from the extra uh, time being 15 minutes to 10 minutes. They cut it back on the time, which... Why? Why is it Makes ten minutes? Makes no sense. It should be a full quarter of play. But here's the thing: they just haven't changed it since the seventies. It has been the same sudden death rule since the seventies. All right, when it's pretty much players played with a bar across their face and said, "Go, go get him, Tiger." And then they Mike was only like ten years old at that uh, point. Oh like, my God! It was like not even it, it, since the seventies. Since the seventies, is there a specific year? Seventy-four. 74? That's that's what six seven years after the NFL started started what sixty seven or sixty six maybe I don't know within within it a started radius. It, like it's still it, pretty close to like very early Super Bowl era so yeah. when players like didn't have a union pretty much this is before the strikes in the eighties when they finally got some health care and some pension assistance a lot of things player safety was not as big back then concussions were practically undiagnosed at this point the seventies was a very different time in football. Yet we still keep this overtime rule, which has been affecting the whole uh, the whole league. Yeah, this is it's again, frustrating. That's the only way to describe it. We don't mean to comment all you viewers for you know sounding like harsh or anything, but it, it's truly a frustrating topic to talk about. Um, it's hard not to give personal opinion or be biased. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so much that goes into it. And so much like we've looked into it very, very much. We've all been you know discussing this, but um. Again, it's just such it's such a controversial thing. The worst it's part very, it's very hard to get something like that fixed. It's very hard to not get something like that fixed after, you know, looking at it in depth. It, it's a lot goes into it. That's the problem. It's like the frustrating part is that we kind of know nothing's going to change. It's like because it nothing has changed since the 70s and the only other change that has been that they've cut back on time for overtime. It's just frustrating to see that we kind of see the future that Nothing's going to really happen with the, the overtime rule. Just nothing's going to really happen with the officiating going on in the league. And, I mean, who knows how long it will be until – I mean, like we said, it was four and a half years um, after the fact with the Cowboys-Packers game that they finally changed it to a catch. And it's just frustrating because we love this game. We love this game. Yeah, but, and it's frustrating and, and, and to and see these of, problems not getting fixed. Even in terms of the catch rule, it, it was controversial last year too. Yeah, it's still – what happened? I think – I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, the Jesse James touchdown against the uh, the Steelers. It was. Yes. 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 You know no. Yeah. Yeah. About? I do and against the with the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots. Oh my God. That was is catch. Is it not? And they don't call that a catch. But now he made a football move, and now that is a catch. But it really took it took him four and a half years mm -hmm. to notice something like that. Even the Super Bowl, like yeah, with the exactly. Eagles, like, Zach Ertz. And I'm not even going to say, that, like, yeah, like with the Zach, Zach Ertz. Ertz. With so Collinsworth and being I, a, look, and yeah. I'm not saying like the Eagles didn't deserve that Super Bowl or anything, but but. It's frustrating. Again, how is the Zach Ertz catch a catch, but Jesse James is not? It's just it confusing. Does, it's it confusing because they're not making a definite. Like if they said Jesse James wasn't a catch, there is no clear. And rule. then they and then because they said then they're like, oh no, Zach Ertz was a catch. That makes no sense because it was 
pretty much the same thing. If they had said Jesse was a catch, then I would understand why Zach would be, you know, Zach's catch would have been one. It's just confusing and and, and like I said, as fans, we care. We, this the reason we're getting worked up is because we do care about this league and we do care if it's successful and if we enjoy these games. You know, we're not just here to complain and hope something, you know, and pray something gets done. We just bring up com- controversial issues and and multiple aspects for you know for people to listen to and really you know think deeply about and see if other people care about it and i'm sure other people do i'm sure other people don't but it's just our job to you know give our opinions give our aspects what we believe um because again we really do care about stuff like this we care about the league we want everything to go smooth we want fluidity and it just seems like as of right now we're not completely getting that you know and and at the end of the day like the patriots and you know the rams they will be in the super bowl I mean, both fan bases get what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in that you know aspect, you know, good for them. Yeah. And um, there's, there's nothing saying these weren't hard-fought games. I yeah. mean, these were very close no. games, and they were very fun games to watch, but it's just the ending. Heartbreak. Was, it's yeah. heartbreak and controversial, and that's why we're, you know, we're talking about this. Yeah. But, um, I so, guess we should move mm-hmm. on to the Super Bowl, move though. On. So, yeah, well, we know the Rams will be representing the NFC. Mm-hmm. The Patriots will be representing the AFC, and they will be both performing in Super Bowl. 53. Um, I feel like it's going to be a good game. Um, so I'm going to give a little bit of a prediction, and then uh, Nick and Sean will too. Um, so, and I'm not even, like, again, I'm not saying this because I'm a Saints fan, but just, just seeing what Brady did and, you know, this such veteran leadership, amazing coach, one of the greatest coaches of all time, best quarterback of all time, in my opinion, uh, going against a very young, young quarterback. Um, Jared Goff is going to be under so much pressure. Um, one thing I'd like to point out is that Aaron Donald hasn't really had a huge impact in this entire postseason. So a lot of it's going to rely on him. Um, so my two key factors, um, one for the Rams, one for the Patriots. I'll start with the Rams. Uh, my key factor for the Rams, like I just said, is it's going to be Aaron Donald. Um, him being able to disrupt Brady's flow, because a lot of what Brady does is due to his you know, consistency flow, um, you know, being able to be a field general, uh, he does a great job with that. We all know that. Um, but Aaron Donald and the rest of the defensive line are going to need to pressure him nonstop. They need to make him feel frustrated. They need to make him feel uncomfortable. They need him to just be feel pressured every single moment in the game. Um, so, yeah, like I said, that's what needs to happen if the Rams want to win. Um, in terms of uh, my key factor for the Patriots, um, keeping – Sony Michelle going. He has had an amazing postseason thus far. Um, again, the run game is very, very huge in terms of winning game, game control, clock control. Um, so keeping Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, James White, keeping them all, you know, you know, James White could have a postseason record of 15 receptions like he did, uh, not even for a lot of yards, but those are very, very important yards because they kill time on the clock and they get you first downs, and that's very, very important. Um, so again, that. I think that trio of players in the backfield, uh, that's going to be a key factor if the Patriots are going to win. Um, But my Super Bowl prediction, and as I said, this is not just because the Rams beat the Saints. Uh, I truly do. Brady pulls away with this one. I think um, think it's going to be – I personally don't think it's going to be the closest game in the world. I'm going to go ahead and say 41-31. to Nick, Sean, any? Uh, okay, I'll go next. Uh, so I'm going to have to agree. I think the Patriots are going to pull away, and I will give my factors. Um, pretty much, uh, the, for the Rams, the biggest factor for if they want to win is Jared Goff. The man has been very, um, you know, he's a young quarterback, but and he's been shaky, you know, the past two years. This year, he's really kind of blossomed into well, a. Last year, he had a good season, but he didn't. He, in the playoffs, he, I don't think he, in the playoffs he wasn't like performing well. This no. year, he has done very well. I feel. Um, and I think like this whole um, postseason, he's really been working hard. I mean, the last game he had a you know he had a productive game, and um, the pick was just due to you know um, Todd Gurley just landing. Yeah, so and, and I think really he Jared Goff can do mm-hmm. And I think also they got to work on their play calling. I think there were a couple plays during the uh, NFC Championship game that um, that their offense coordinator needs to work through, and he needs to work when these plays are good. I mean, there was like some over uh, the one overtime. It was a screen pass. When you were third and ten, I think it was, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, we'll just screen pass it," and it was he didn't even catch it, and it's like that's just frustrating to see because it's like, okay, you have a very good quarterback who has you know proved himself. You have a a, a pretty good uh, 
running back with C.J. Anderson um, and Gurley. Not even, oh, I thought you weren't going to mention Bill. By the hey, way, Gurley. just a quick like topic. Gurley. This postseason, going into the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. who is the more important running back? Um, I, I understand how, like, for me, I understand how good C.J. Anderson is doing, mm-hmm. but you cannot, I think, you can't do this something like this to Todd Gurley. Because let me tell you right now, um, I don't, I don't know. Is he under contract right now? I think I believe so. Is he under contract? Okay. Well, because true. because something like that, if he was not under contract and he's not going to be used in the most you know important games of the year, mm-hmm. uh, a player's not going to get very very happy with that. Um, but yeah, it something like that. Um, he's under contract not, for four years, by the four way. Four years. Okay. So Todd really has to be involved in this offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I understand how good C.J. Anderson is, but. Todd Gurley is the focal point of that offense by all means. He has been the best running back for the past two years, so he needs to be involved. I feel like um, CJ is going to be mostly targeting, uh, giving the ball in the red zone, though. Um, I mean, I think they're obviously going to feed Gurley, but CJ is going to get a lot of time in the end zone. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, with what Colin said, I think Todd Gurley definitely needs to have, like, responsibility, needs to take over the ball a little bit, a lot more than CJ Anderson. Uh, I think with what Nick said, I think in the red zone, you put in the bowling ball, and I think C.J. Anderson's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just proven that since he's been with the team. But on your normal downs, I think you, you give Todd Gurley like, the ball every single time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, back to your prediction. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my factor, like I said, is the play calling and uh, how well Jared Goff is going to perform in this game. Uh, for the uh, Patriots, I mean, I really don't see a problem with Brady. I think I mean his he's going to be pretty solid. Belichick's play calling has been outstanding this whole postseason. Sony Michelle, if he comes out and plays again, I mean he's been balling out. I'm not going to say he has you know been uh, you know back and forth. He has been very good, not very consistent, not just you know this postseason, but through most of the season he was very consistent. So I mean like rushing, especially last game. I mean once you're coming off a high like that, I mean it's it's a sound thing. And um, I think really it's, we're just going to have to see, especially, um, you know, how young he is. I mean, one of the, I saw a fact, and it was like uh, when Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl in 2002, Sonny Michelle was six years old, which is crazy. But, I mean, and he's but he's young, and he's very talented. So I think he's excited to go out there for his first Super Bowl. All right. Uh, yeah, with me, um, I'm going to be flat out. The Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I think – in terms of this game, um, you're either going to see the worst game the Rams have played since you know Sean McVay has been coach, or you're going to see the best Rams like all season. I don't think there's going to be an in-between at all this game, talking about the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the key factor for the Rams to win this game, if they can somehow pull it out, is coaching. I think, you know, how unexperienced this team is is beyond concerning at this position. And um, I think if they want to win, they got to keep composure. I think that's a big thing, too. Um, don't get ahead to, of themselves. Yeah. It, you saw, like, Sean McVay, like, literally run on the field when, like, they won. Mm-hmm. And then he realized, like, oh, Lord, like, I'm a coach. Yeah, I got to compose myself. <laughs> so, like, that, like, it's not a big deal. Like, that's no, just, but that's just it's excitement. Mm-hmm. But, like, but that... But that just goes to show you the experience and like how mm-hmm. how scary that will be for Rams fans and for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that they go into this game sticking to their game plan. Um, don't get ahead of themselves. Um, acknowledge that the fact that they're playing like a dynasty, mm-hmm. and um, going to like the Patriots. Uh, I'm gonna stick with like coaching to win the game too. Um, you have a veteran team, mm-hmm. um, veteran coach who has vet- been there multiple veteran times. Coach, one of the be- like if not the best coach of all time, if not the best quarterback of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they also need to stick to their game plan. Um, they're not going to underestimate the Rams uh, at all. Uh, they shouldn't, at least, despite having so much experience. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, you know, if you're like Tom Brady, uh, Rob Gronkowski, you know, like the people that have been here for a while, Bill Belichick, you, you wake up in the morning and you realize, like, hey, like I've been here before. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, let's not change much. Um, let's go into the game like uh, with our heads up and um, just play football. And I, I hope the Rams can do the same um, in terms of just playing football. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, um, I, I feel like the side that's going to win is the Patriots and the experience. I think this game's like 
you know, a game like between the apprentice and the master, mm-hmm. yeah. the new player, yeah. the yeah. veteran. And new player, new coach versus yeah. first old player. Old and coach. I, I just I just I can't see the Rams winning. I mean like they it's, barely beat the, the Cowboys. They probably shouldn't even beat the Saints. Um whereas like you're on the other side, like the Patriots dominated a they're fantastic very, Chargers team. Now mind lot. you mind you the Chargers aren't experienced either. Um uh, and I mean they played fantastic football against a insane Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. And so I think they just have been proving even like in like the you know, divisional and conference game like much more than the Rams. And yeah, I, I just I just I, I can't see the Rams winning. And if they do win, I mean like props to them. This yeah. I think this is like one of the most interesting Super Bowl matchups like it will I've well, seen in a while. Like you said, I think it's going to be either be probably one of the best Super Bowls we have seen in a long time. And I'm not saying like last year's I mean obviously even that's in, I mean whether you're an Eagles fan or not, last year was a pretty exciting game, I felt in general. I mean, I think it was pretty well paced and everything. Well, it kind of comes down to the inexperience, new coach. Yeah, but this is—I feel like this is going to be this game. There is either going to be probably again a great Super Bowl, it's or gonna, we're going to have be a great it, Super Bowl like the, the like the Seahawks Patriots one that came yes. down Malcolm Lawrence yeah. interception. It's going to be like it's going to be like the absolute blowout the Seahawks had against Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one it, or the other. It's There's good. not going to be like an in between. I I I just think like it's either like a it's blowout or close. Yeah. Absolutely, it's it's not. It's not going to be like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, you can't I say just, it's going to be in the middle. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I just don't one. think it's going to be like an average football game. I think it's going to be like an insane like heartbreak and like the Rams just go we'll, home we'll like super disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah. like, hey, like give them credit. Like they, they stuck with the a, a really good Patriots team. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. And um, what are we doing? MVP? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. Uh, we, we you want to do MVP? Um, I I don't know. You just brought it up earlier, so I just figured. Yeah, yeah we'll do so MVP real quick. I said I just that the pa- you may have forgotten. Yeah. No, that's okay. So um, like I said, the Patriots are gonna win. Um, I think the likelihood of the the MVP going to Brady is, you know, is at an all time high. Who else would you expect it to? But yeah. If Sony Michelle has one of those hundred plus yards, three touchdown games, and he is a very, very focal point to that offense during mm-hmm. the entirety of that game, may get the nod. I'm not saying for sure, but I, I and like I said, it, it most likely probably will be Brady if the Patriots win. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would not be shocked to low key kind of see Sony Michelle get it. I would be shocked, and I'm gonna have to like kind of disagree with you. I think. No matter how good he plays, unless he has like the the most like amazing like rushing game, like 150 well, yards. Actually, like, let me yeah. go back on that because um against the Falcons, James White had four touchdowns and he yeah, did not and, get uh, and I'm gonna even go crazy. back even further. I'm gonna talk about the Panthers and like the Denver game. Peyton Manning should have never won that MVP. No. Von Miller Von played Miller should have had like that. a career game, mm-hmm. and I thought. Mm-hmm. No, um, I get that. Yeah, I, I thought like it so, wasn't even like a, a question. Like, I think who well, you know, got to be trying, kind of got to be trying to be bold with these picks. Not, yeah. Maybe not too bold. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was yeah, no, 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 no. I, I totally but, agree. Because I don't like, want to give this saying, stereotypical like, like, oh, quarterbacks gonna win. I just see the Jared Goff or Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, if mm-hmm. the Patriots win, it's probably gonna go to Tom Brady. Yeah. It's like hard. It's just because wow, Tom Brady didn't get it. I don't even want the Patriots. In the Super Bowl. Like, it's just it's so like you gotta it's respect so stale. Oh no, you got to obviously respect the greatness. The only other it's like LeBron and like oh yeah, you can take him as much as you want, yeah. but you can't deny that he's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, for sure. The only other player though that I see on the Patriots, I mean, I really don't like. What is it? I really don't think the Rams are gonna win. But the Patriots, I feel um, Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. We haven't talked about him this whole show, and I was surprised. Man. He is. He had a really good game. Like let. Uh, Last weekend, so I'm just I really think if he comes out again with the same intensity and you know you know pretty much does all the work for Brady in my opinion, depending on what he does, I mean we'll have Brady, to see. Brady um, does amazing, puts perfect passes out there, mm-hmm. but the dirty work that Julian Edelman does, I feel like is so undervalued. Like oh yeah, like catch catch against yeah. Atlanta. Even his blocking, his like, blocking. Oh my god, that man is a very good blocker. He for, has taken so like. Have you seen half the like major hits he's taken? He's he taken a lot, and so he comes much. right back up he, for a little guy. Because he's not a big man. No, like, oh, I mean, he, he puts his heart out there. Would I be man. shocked if there's like a tooth laying on the field after the game? He's perfectly okay. I'd be. I would not be shocked. No, I would be shocked if like I saw like limbs just Lynch. like laying out. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm gonna shy away from the Patriots because you guys did touch on the Patriots for MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. 
Mel T. Cole when he talked about the Rams winning. Um, I think if the Rams win, I'm not going to say Jared Goff. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be Jared it's, Goff. It's I don't no. think he's going to have a good game, man. I don't think he I, is either. I, even if they win, I don't think he's going to have a good game. No. I think it's going to be like, it's either going to be like Aaron, Aaron Donald or like Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. You want to be like super crazy, like Robert Woods, uh, given like yeah. how he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, no, it's, I just, it's, I, I don't think it's going to be But Jared again, in the, in, in, as you know, Super Bowl MVP, it's very hard. To not give it to a quarterback, considering they're the leader of that yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even like with the, what I said before, yeah, like it's it, hard. It's extremely it. hard. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's just hard. I don't. I, I'm at a loss for words. It, it's very hard just to not give it to the quarterback because yeah, yeah. it just seems like they and do I, the most. I don't like that though. Yeah. I, like, I don't either. I get, it's very I get biased. How important it's very they biased. are to like you know the game of football and like their team. Obviously, that's the most important mm-hmm. position. Even your backup QB. Like the polls have shown us, is like you, you know your most important player and mm-hmm. second most important player, but like I would just love to see like defensive guys yeah. get some. Love. Aaron Donald, that as would be awesome. I would. Peters on fine because oh, he talks yeah. too much and at me. If if you disagree with me, but Marcus Peters is overrated. Just saying, he's. He's, you put him man to man with anybody. He he talked after the game because Michael Thomas did not have the most productive game. He was like, "Oh yeah, I locked him down." Every time Michael Thomas would come across the field, Marcus Peters did not follow him. I saw that that was the Rams' entire plan game. That was their plan. Huh? That was their game plan the entire time. Every time Michael Thomas would switch sides of the field, they were they were doing the Kansas City method where Marcus Peters was actually doing good in his first year. He didn't have the best second year in Kansas City. Um. But in Kansas City, it, they would not move him from one side of the field to the other when Mark lock, trying to lock, attempting to lock down a number one wide receiver. But in this postseason game, um, every time Michael Thomas would switch fields, he would not follow. Yeah, this is kind of irrelevant, but like I despise Aqib Talib too. Yeah, um, he, yeah, uh, he. I don't even know why he has a C on his chest. Like I, he's a cat. Well, I'm pretty sure he's a captain, but I can that, see because he's, he's older. He's old you know. veteran, but. You want him like running your locker room? Yeah, he's like good. one of the biggest trash talkers this game he's has toxic. ever seen. He's, he's really toxic. toxic. So that secondary is toxic. Like oh, both God. of them, I can't. I can't. They have so many personalities. Like Sue, like he. He's oh my had, God, he's, he's had some trouble in the years. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Peter talks a lot. Keep to leave talks a lot. It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, but I do respect how you know some of them are good. Some mm-hmm. of them, well, yeah, I don't no, think they're that no. good, but. Uh, they like I said, they they did what they need to get that win. But um, I think that's gonna conclude our episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, this one's running a little longer than usual, but um, it was just a lot of important stuff to talk about. And just one last thing, are you down to football? <laughs>